0: Everything else versus Bitcoin essentially gets spent and dies.
1: I want to be able to have reactive security. And I think Opvault is today the most straightforward, easiest to use way to do that.
0: I will not be insulted by a (laughs)
2: clockmaker.
1: Overall, these kind of ways to make the network easier to both build on and interact with, I think is a really big deal. If Bitcoin existed when we started Twitter, we would not have to go down the ad model path. I mean, as simple as that. Integrating Lightning into a social network
2: is the killer app.
0: Hello and welcome to the Bitcoin.review podcast, where we explore developments and projects with the people who actually make them happen. The show is supported by Pod 2.0, Sat Streaming and CoinKite. If you're a new listener, I'm N.V.K., I run CoinKite, where we've been helping people secure their Bitcoins for over a decade. We make the cold card and fund products like the Block Clock. You can find more information about it on CoinKite.com. Today, we are doing the list is a really, really long list. And I have an awesome team and a new person here. So uh, let's start uh, Nick from Mercury Wallet. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on, Mister Odell, our most infamous and famous guest. Good morning. Good morning, and Rindell, whose picture matches his camera perfectly. Good morning. Good morning. So, guys, I'm gonna just do a quick uh, the housekeeping here. Uh, we have uh, new cold card colors, so there is a few uh, few colors for people who wanna who want that, uh, especially the orange version of it. Cold card Q1 PCB test came in from production, test production. So the boards are looking good. And I think I'm going to spill the beans. There might be a third secure element. Because <laughs> why not?
2: <laughs> Badass.
0: Right? Uh, Matt, you saw the back of it. It's pretty cool. The little places for you to scrape the the USB and the NFC. Uh.
2: I think I responded in all caps. I need it. I think that was my response.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: Is it like easy to get to where you can scratch off yes. the, uh, the NFC antenna? Yes.
2: That's
0: cool. You take the batteries off and you just scratch it. That's a cool like, feature. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, and the parts are, are all on the way. So uh, there is a chance that this thing ships sooner than I want. What else? Uh, oh, uh, BTC Sessions is doing a workshop in the Miami conference for the people who want to learn about code card and stuff. And... Um, if you want to learn more about segregated witness taproot Shar, a, a lot of like intricacies of Bitcoin cryptography we the, the last episode with Andrew Palstra and um, and Adam Gibson was uh, I think it kind of like it, it broke a little bit of my brain <laughs> that was deep and a lot of things came out that many people did not know uh it was uh, it was kind of cool. So, I'll uh, listen to that
1: what was what was like the most surprising thing from that episode that people didn't know?
0: uh I think people didn't really understand how like sort of like magical of a solution that was that solved mm-hmm. a bunch of different problems at the same time. Mm-hmm. It solved the 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 quadratic mining issue there. It solved the size of the witness discount and discount rate was sort of like a bit of a symmetric thing. It was kind of a magical number situation that was not planned for. Man, there was so much there, and you know, like I think we all sort of like came to the conclusion of the inscriptions again that you know it's it is what it is, and the same principles that defend your Bitcoin transactions defend the JPEG. So uh,
2: that's right. Yep.
0: You know, suck it up. (laughs) There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, Sparrow version one point seven point four. It now supports the border border wallet stuff he updated uh, tor dark theme signed windows installer binary that's a good thing do people even check binary signatures on windows is it even possible it is possible is it but you have to like install a bunch of crap like i can't imagine you just have like yeah. open SSL as part of like the stack Correct. on windows okay <laughs> so you have to then check the check check the binary yep. okay
1: all the way yeah, down. Yeah, and like you're using um some GUI version of like GPG and like how do you know if that thing is good? Like it's right. it turtles all the way down.
0: I, I mean the, the thing about Windows that like just makes me stop bulk right from the beginning is that they use the slashes in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> that was always like the weirdest part of Windows.
1: Yeah, and like line endings are a mess. The whole thing is a mess.
0: Everything is a mess, yes. Don't use Windows, even if you're forced to don't use a VM. DIYNodes.com public mainnet Electrum server edit. Use Whirlpool pre-mix priority slider for change in mix fee target. Display a warning in the chosen <laughs> mix fee target. Change the wallet gap limit. Support saving a tap signer backup as a binary file. Show PSBT QRs more compactly. Use different Addresses when sending batched payments, the same payment name, add contacts menu to the amount cells to copy values. Thanks, Craig. Another another big release. Craig always shipping.
1: One of the things in this release that I thought was kind of cool was that he's using KMP Tor for the tour support. I don't know if that's a net new dependency for Sparrow or if he just bumped the version, but. For folks working on Bitcoin stuff, either on Android or on desktop, and you need like an embeddable Tor library, uh, KMP Tor was written by a dude who like works on Tor and Bitcoin stuff, and it's like uh, embeddable library for like Java applications. It's um, it's I'm, I'm thrilled to see that Craig is using it.
0: Nice. Well, you know, Craig does seem to to care and put effort into that, so it must have made sense, by but- you know, I don't know, read into it. I haven't checked the commit itself, but it does look like it's a it's a different library. He he added mm-hmm. that on as a new dependency, but you know it's a, it's a known one. That's exactly what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna add dependencies, dump all the other ones that you had before that are not commonly used to the one that's mostly used. That is the correct way of doing
2: things. I mean, I think his. Uh the so border wallets integration is really clean. It's very on brand for Craig. Uh, first of all, that he shipped it so quickly, and second of all, he does such a good job with the UX. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a power user UX sparrow, but I feel like he he balances that trade off really well between power users and actually like making things clean and pretty.
0: You know, that that reminds me of doc hacks. It's the same sort of like, like yeah. people people who can do the the low level stuff, but like have some sense of UX like they want to use it like a human but they are the actual developer it's kind of rare but but it does translate into very good integration
1: yeah it's an expert friendly tool right like if if you know what buttons you want to push then like they're right in front of you they're exactly where you would expect them they um obey kind of the principle of least surprise like when you click a button it does what you think it will if if you know that you need that button it's a it's a really great piece software
0: yeah you know it's uh i i, I kind of wish electrum could sort of like get its shit together it's never going to happen because it's like there's just too much baggage but it would be nice if that was sort of like the the counter com- competition for that so like you have like sort of like an og mm. wallet mm-hmm. and then you have this new one and then you can like compare results you know it's like kind of nice thing one can dream one can dream the the, the dream never dies for electrum <laughs> All right, uh, Spectre Desktop uh, feature enabled taproot support for Trezor, SWAN plugin, new design, improved UX, and bug fixes. That's cool to see that uh, Spectre is still alive and sort of still moving. I think it's only uh, Moritz who's still coding it, right? Stefan is no longer doing much there. Okay, Uh, Wasabi version 2.0.3 Wasabi GPT first AI Bitcoin wallet <laughs> proof of concept for testnet. What are they using the? Where are they using the the GPT for? Does anyone know?
1: I have, I have no idea. I, I hadn't heard of this before. Right now, I'm trying to read through the uh, the tag docs on GitHub. Is this real or was this an April Fool's Day thing?
0: Oh, I think it. It sounds like an April. I think if it fooled Johnny.
1: Yeah. So there's screenshots of, um, you know, there, there's like a text box and you can like <laughs> okay, type. We've you been know, fooled. We've yeah, been fooled. Like hey, hey, I want to receive some Bitcoin, and then ChatGPT gives you a receive address, That's and yeah, th- this is this is definitely a uh, April Fool's Day.
0: That's good. I hope I go. I hope it returns a uh, non-checksum. Bitcoin address. <laughs> like a broken one. If you're going to do pranks with Bitcoin, I'll make sure that the address never checks ups.
1: It never actually works. Yeah, that'd be great. Exactly.
2: <laughs> well, presumably they didn't put it in the wallet, right? Right. I don't know. You know, if
0: you're going to do the prank, might as well go all the way.
2: <laughs> no, I, I love the
1: idea that somebody would put in a chat GPT API key into their Bitcoin wallet. Right, like the privacy-focused
2: um, Bitcoin wallet.
1: That's right. The privacy-focused Bitcoin wallet is sending requests to,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, the AI company backed by the same guy who made Worldcoin. <laughs> right. It seems like it seems which like is a good probably list.
0: just a front for the NSA, anyways. Okay, so the actual version two point zero point three Taproot coin join signing and Taproot change outputs, opt in manual coin control for payments, improved wallet loading speed, native run on Mac. The, the old architecture and improved dust attack prevention. Uh, Matt, you're our privacy expert here. Uh, any any comments on on that?
2: Well, this one doesn't send your inputs to a Worldcoin server. Instead, it sends its <laughs> inputs to a Chain Surveillance server. <laughs>
0: okay, fair. Different API. Different API. <laughs> I, I'm really happy to
1: see that the native ARM64 on Mac, like some Bitcoin software, has been taking a little bit while longer to do native builds. I recently yeah. just got a native build of Bisc that doesn't have to go through Rosetta, and it's like night and day. It's it's usable now, so more people should rebuild their shit for native. Well, Apple it's so it's well.
0: also a major work. <laughs> yeah, <like> for sure, <laughs> it's like a totally different instruction set. Yep, but it is fast. All right, so Mercury Wallet version zero point eight point one zero. Mister Nick, do you wanna do you wanna read your your release notes? Yeah,
3: I think that was just uh, the fixed repeat seed generation. It was just a bug we had where we weren't yeah. deploying the seed correctly. The other issue is um, with all the Tor issues, we decided to implement I two P as well. So when Tor is, is mm. uh, getting hit hard and under DDoS, you can you can switch to I two P. Uh, that's been hard to do. I2P is very different than Tor from a a release point of view. There's not very good. We use I2PD, which is I2P purple, which is not the main client. The main client is written in Java. We didn't want to bundle in Java uh, for a lot of reasons. Nobody does. (laughs) It Makes your your release 2 gig or something. So we used the the C++ version, but that's a bit rougher to build. So we had to build it for different uh, architectures. And it gives less meta information on I2P, so you don't get as much. You don't see all the kind of, like, communications, you know, hops of Tor. It is slower than Tor, just to be upfront. but the standard deviation in response times is consistent. So you get a consistent speed, which for us, that is actually, we prefer it these days, that, that something be slower, but be consistent. But, yeah, we allow the option. So we've just, you know, we did this about last, you know, November last year, but it has been buggy, so it's been taking us quite a while to make I2P as smooth as Tor. But that's the approach we did, rather than try and you know, do patches to Tor, which some people have done, we just thought you know, we accept Tor is always going to be DDoSed and, and give people the option to to switch to I2P, because a, a lot of DevOps tools do that as well. They They try and support as many networks as possible, rather than hope that one gets fixed
0: nick a lot of people don't know mercury wallet do you, do you want to give us a like a primer on it I, i'd love for people to to learn about it
3: yeah so it's it's ultimately um there's an, an idea by i think Ruben Sampson in 2019 to do the state chains which at a very high level i think someone termed it best is virtual open dimes it's a way of moving state um utxos around off chain uh in a yeah we call it proactively non custodial but some people get upset when we say non custodial but it, for, me, for us it's non custodial and yeah we we implemented the um the first we d- we built it but we didn't just want to build it and it be a, you know another white elephant like a liquid side chain or something we we decided to implement coin swaps <laughs> mainly because uh, at the time that state chains came out chris belcher decided to have a go at coin swaps so that we thought oh i can move these utxos off chains Coin swaps makes it a lot easier, so, so people have been using that. And um, but we're working a lot on the wallet at the moment to integrate Lightning. So we've been working working a lot with the LDK guys, and the solution we came up with is it wasn't fully blinded. So in the next three to six months, we hope to be fully blinded. So that means we won't have any knowledge of the state coins themselves. At the moment, we know the addresses. But once it's fully blinded, we won't even see the addresses. To us, to we'll be issuing tokens. I mean, when I say token, basically like a hash, like an eCash token, and that's all we'll see. And then when people swap, we just don't know who's swapping with who. So you, you, the anonymity set will be a lot greater and a lot simpler to understand because we find people people get a bit confused with coin swaps because they compare it to CoinJoin, and it's, it's a very different privacy semantic. In some ways, it's better; some ways, it's worse, depending on how you look at it and depending who what you're
0: trying to do. So. Um. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Rindo. Well, I I
1: was going to say two things. Like, coin swaps are, in a lot of ways, kind of um, the opposite of coin joins, right? Because, like, with coin joins, they provide better fungibility for people who are involved in the transaction. And it's very obvious on-chain. Well, it's maybe not obvious, but, like, you know, you can look at a transaction on-chain and, and, you know, see that there was a multi-input, multi-output transaction happening. With coin swaps, what's really funny is, you know, Alice does this transaction that just looks like she sent some coins you know from an address to an address somewhere else bob does a transaction and you know behind the scenes they've swapped utxos so um, there's not any direct on-chain linkage unless you have like some htlc uh like refund clause or something in your in your coin swap so what's interesting is like you can't tell on-chain that it happened The good thing about that is it means that other non-coin swap transactions could be coin swaps. So you actually provide plausible deniability and like increased fungibility for everybody else if you do coin swaps really well. So what's funny about coin swaps is you actually want to like advertise that they might be happening. They're only a good privacy tool if like chain analysis knows that coin swaps could be happening. So um, kind of a funny privacy semantic.
3: Yeah. So the current solution, we do take a fee like I think we take 0.5%. So you could identify all the coins. Yeah, because you you see that fee. Now, the reason to go fully blinded was twofold. One, we do have a DDoS issue in that people could, you know, create all these stake coins and not use them. And that's a hit to our back Mm -hmm. end. So what we wanted to do was allow a Lightning payment up front. So because, you know, Lightning's great for DDoS, you force people to pay for a stake coin. So if we... People can DDoS us all day. We'll sell them state coins all the time. So that's there's uh-huh. two things. It it removes that DDoS issue that we potentially have, but also there's not that on chain footprint. And you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and but we will allow people to um, register addresses they don't want to swap with because we notice one of the pe- issues that people don't like about Mercury from a UI point of view is when you swap you could get your coin back, and people always assume <laughs> that's a bug. So if people have a list of 8 UTXOs, they could put that 8 UTXOs and say, please swap, but we don't want one of those back in. And, you know, you could say that avoids us ever having to do chain analysis because if they want to put, you know, certain coins in that list, that's up to them. We we, we it's none, we won't know. It's impossible for us to know. And but yeah, we do we do write all the swaps into a, a sparse Merkle tree, and we have this protocol called Mainstay, so that if you were ever to swap and end up with a you know a, a coin which is undesirable by whoever, you could say, well, I did a coin swap, you know, I'm not bad. But I, I think in that sense it could be better prizes. See, but it really depends on how people look at it because you're right, no one can detect it, so you don't have the issue of exchanges blocking you, but you always have that risk you end up with a dirty coin, and are they going to trust? Yeah, you get end up with a dirty coin. Is the proof that you participate in a coin swap good enough? I I, I can't answer that question. <laughs> Time will
0: tell. Well, it depends. It depends on the selective enforcer. Yeah. So, uh, Rindal, do you want to give us like like a little tiny primer on state coins? On
1: like state chains. Yeah. yeah state I mean, chains. Uh, I'll I'll say this, in the nick and then Nick can tell me all the things that I got wrong about it, right? So the idea is there's an entity called an SP, which in this case is like Mercury Wallet. I think it stands for service provider is the SP. And um, the idea is when I go to deposit some coins into a state chain, me and the SP collaboratively come up with a shared private key. So we do like a multi-party computation to come up with a shared private key. You know, you can derive a, a Bitcoin address from that and I deposit coins into that address. Now, if I have these coins that are sort of collaboratively held between me and the SP, like we both have half of the key, and I wanna send them to Odell, then Odell works with the SP to um, basically generate his own key share, such that the, the two shares that he and the SP compute combined to like the same private key. And then um, what happens is the SP like deletes the half that it was holding for me. So the idea is that on chain, on Bitcoin, there's some coins that are held in a UTXO, but in this state chain, we can kind of pass that UTXO around by having the service provider like generate new shared key pairs with different participants and like delete the old ones. The problem there that might arise is what if i sort of transfer this utxo to odell and then me and the service provider go and collude to go and like respend it because i still have my half of the key so um, what you should do and what mercury does is they um publish all of the mercury transfers in this proof of publication ledger that's anchored to bitcoin using mainstay so the idea is that if i send a state coin to odell and then I go and collude with Mercury to spend it, then he has cryptographic proof that it was actually transferred to him and that Mercury colluded with me. And he can go on Twitter and say, Look, I have irrefutable proof that they're bad actors. Everybody like take your money out, don't put money in. And then it's it's sort of cryptographic proof of exit scam. Proof of rug So that's pull. that's kind of the model. Yeah, proof of rug pull. Mercury Wallet kind of goes above and beyond. And what they do is they handle key deletion in SGX, which is like a confidential computing environment. Um, There's some problems with SGX, especially on like client devices, but they're relying on it to just sort of like, make it harder for them to you know, do the, the, the rug pull that you would then have cryptographic proof of. So like as an end user, you have multiple layers of protection. Like there's the economic thing of, they don't want to burn their business down. And then, um, they've, you know, made it harder by not having this stuff on like generic server hardware. I don't know, Nick, like, how'd do I do?
3: Couldn't have said it better. You're making me look bad. It's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs>
1: Amazing. So, I mean, like, so, so like the cool thing, if, if you are if you hear all that and you're like, well, what can I do with it? The nice thing is if you have a state coin and I want to transfer it to Odell, Odell wants to give it to NVK, NVK wants to give it to Nick. The only on-chain transactions for that are when you deposit the coin into the state chain. And then if you want to take it back out, all of the um, transfers kind of in the state chain are all off-chain. So um, it's kind of like a lightning channel where you have, you know, a transaction to open a transaction to close and then all of the transfers in lightning are all off chain. It's it's a similar dynamic. And then, you know, because all these transfers are off chain, you can imagine um, that you could build a service where people just pass these things around and then you withdraw and you leave with different coins than you started with. And so that's exactly what Mercury Wallet does. They have like a swap system where you can put in. 10 1 million sat you know outputs and um, put them into a big swap pool and you you leave with different UTXOs than you started with
0: you know I have like another five sort of like questions and comments but I, I think I'm gonna save this for a state chain maybe episode and and sort of we go through it because I, I'd love to compare some of the trade-offs with uh, with with some of the cash solutions that are coming out and I don't know I mean, I like it's like endless kind of like subject
1: yeah i mean like there's a lot that you could get into i think one of the underexplored things about state chains is because it's a mechanism for handing around uh utxos using like multi-party computation i think you could use it for helping other layer twos like um i've got a crazy back of the napkin idea for using state chains to pass around your end of a lightning channel so this would be really useful for like an lsp where when fees oh, um, are low, you, I by the way, like... um,
3: I don't know if you're aware, but we did write a blip for that, blip, I think, 18.
1: Did you really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so yeah, you probably yeah. have a way better idea than I do, yeah.
3: No, it, it wasn't just done by us, though. We did speak to people like Matt Carello and Antoine Riard to get their feedback. Oh, cool. It's just, you know, I think Shinobi wrote an article about it on Bitcoin magazine as well. But it, it's just a spec. It's an idea. We may have got assumptions wrong. So if you want to rip it to pieces, we'd, we'd appreciate it. It was a, basically a kind of like a high level spec on how to integrate lightning and
0: stuff. That'd be so cool.
3: I'll find it for you if you want.
0: I love doing this show, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, will,
1: I mean, like it's, it's great. Like I'm I'm just gonna co-opt NVK's show to like. Yeah, I no, yeah, you know, hundred percent. That's that's you, the purpose. Awesome.
3: Yeah, I will put it in the chat anyway, so if you reference. But yeah, we 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 sent it to the blip. But I don't think the blip, um, the lightning blip stuff is that well maintained. So I didn't really. I don't think many people looked at it. But, um, but yeah, have a read if you want.
0: Yeah, thanks. All right. After all that, uh, Nunchuck, Android, and iOS versions now support more local currencies. That was hard to come after that. Mempool project version 2.5.0. They've done a bunch of things on the Lightning Network Explorer and sort of like many, many other updates. Uh, this is
1: such a great release for mempool space. Like, I think this is the first self-hosted release that has the lightning explorer, which is great. Like that's been kind of a missing feature if you run your own. And then, um, I don't know if you guys have played with the, uh, like the block audit feature, right? So the idea is that if you, um, when a block gets mined, miners don't have to put in what you think they're going to. And so your view based on the mempool of what you think the next block should be and what miners actually put into the next block can be wildly divergent. And so what this feature does is when you click on a block, it'll show you based on your mempool and um, what, what your node thinks the next block should be, compares it to what actually got mined and then color codes transactions to show you transactions that, you know, should have been there but weren't or you know were added or were different and um it's cool to keep an eye on for reasoning about like global mempool consistency for seeing miners insert you know transactions that they were handed out of band like it's a it's a it's a really cool way to just learn about those dynamics
0: yeah that's where sort of like i have i think differing opinion from a lot of people is that like you know the mempool is not consensus uh, nope. i think people people greatly mistake that People really think that the mempool should be reflected on what gets mined. And you know, part of the Bitcoin protocol is that the miners can take whatever they want out of bound and like put it in. Uh, they can do their wonderful empty blocks, which they love to do sometimes. And we're going to see a lot more of that. There will be miner node collusion so that they can get there. And, and I, when I say collusion, it's not meant to be like, oh my God, this is bad. It's just that. You know, that that is a thing that is possible in Bitcoin. Like a, a actor can't pay a miner to get something in. That miner just has to have enough hash rate to to get a block out. Mm-hmm. But that's perfectly, you know, and we used to have a lot more conversations about creating out of pool protocols and, and other means of adding transactions that way. There were some talks about like having a lightning sort of like beating system for you to include transactions that some miners may want to take with extra payments aside from the fees and that sort of brings back to the whole sort of like you know inscription issue with you know miners it's it, this is what bitcoin allows you to do yeah well i mean
1: like um it, it's been interesting with inscriptions popping off to see transactions with you know fees well below what you think should be there and some of it is you know out of band payments there's also transaction accelerator services which are great if you get stuck and don't believe in mempool full RBF. But yeah, I mean, if if we had like full global mempool consistency and if miners could only put in blocks what was in the mempool, then we wouldn't actually need proof of work, right? So like...
0: (laughs) That's right. Oh, and more than that, I mean, imagine when we have like two, three billion people using Bitcoin. Can you imagine the depth of the mempool? Like, I mean, it's going (laughs) to be like... Like an absolute, like, you're gonna look and cry kind of thing because you know, you're gonna have like, you know, like a couple terabytes worth of transactions sitting there, and then you look at like, oh, the next it's four megabytes versus like, you know, a couple terabytes worth of stuff. Things are gonna get weird, uh, so so people need to make their peace with it.
2: Mempools are never gonna clear again, (laughs) and they cleared.
1: How it compares to all the non replaceable transactions in the uh, one sat per V byte permafrost.
0: Yes, oh, another thing I want to see that I, I wish people would move on from is like, uh, I'd love to see the one sat V byte uh, restriction removed. I, I'd like it to be yep. like a, a thousandth of that. It can't be free, yep. but it would be great if it was like greatly reduced just to see what where the, the cards lie, right? Like, I want to see what happens. Uh, this is a good time to do it. And that's that's uh, I can't remember if that's consensus or not right now.
1: It's policy.
0: It's policy, right? It was not hard coded, so it's just part of the how they call it now, the conformity, whatever.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's consensus in that you know ninety plus percent of the network is running. Yeah, the but, but there is
0: a there's a new term people are floating around a lot now, the, the the transaction conformity or whatever, which really is just. Uh, code for uh, our soft rules on the mempool and relay. So anyways, that's that's all getting very interesting. There's going to be a lot more weird, interesting, and dramatic things happening to the mempool in the, in the coming years. I, you know, it's inevitable. All right. Uh, RoboSats fixes on-chain payout race condition. LN payouts are more reliable. New UI elements when order with on-chain payout finish. Now users can temporarily up to 60 seconds spinner coin, blah, blah, blah. RoboSats is cool and very timely <laughs> brought up. I mean, uh, Paxful uh, closed down, uh, you know, to apparently the, the claim is that it was uh, uh, some founder drama issues and, and that's why they closed down. But, um, you know, uh, I imagine there is other issues too. It's not easy running a centralized service. I mean, Markets should never be a company, period. Markets need to be fully, fully, fully decentralized because they will be taken down. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, first of all, I'm excited to have uh, Ray Youssef of Paxful and Silla Dispatch right after I record this. It'll already be up by the time people listen to this, but... uh, you know, RoboSats is interesting because it's not decentralized, in my opinion. So what's cool about RoboSats is it's centralized, but it's run through Tor and the founders are NIMS. So we don't know who they are. So as a result, the UX is more convenient than something like BISC that tries to be more robust and more distributed. But you get some levels of censorship resistance because the founders are NIMS rather than something like Huddle or Peach. Or PAXful, where those are centralized services with known founders. So it's a cool trade off balance. I kind of like how pragmatic it is because uh, Bitcoiners tend to, we tend to like over cypherpunk things, you know, like we try and go as extreme as possible. And I, that's also what I think is cool about Nick's Project Mercury wallet, right? Is that like they made some pragmatic trade off balances. And as long as you're clear with what those trade offs are, you get convenience and UX benefits out of it.
0: But it's also steps, right? I mean, like you want things to start to happen before we have like more perfect solutions, which may not even be achieved. Yeah, you want options too. That's right. Plus, if you have 50 different like semi centralized services doing the same purpose, there is less, like, less chance that they get taken down because there is only so much resources on the bad guy side, right? Yeah. So, anyways, it's uh, it's it's interesting what's happening, and and it's very timely with the whole Nostr thing too, because there is a there's a proposal uh, from from uh, I forget his name now, from Galois, the guy from Galois, uh, the main dev there. There is a proposal for a, a note kind if I remember right, for a P2P trading. So that could be more like sort of integrated right in the protocol. There is another market that is on the list as well that uh, that's in the works. And I don't know, like it's just a symbiotic sort of relationship there. Just just It's just so perfect because you have like the comms to do the bids and asks, right? Uh, and then the offers to Oracle or to Arbitrage, right? And then you have like, you know, Bitcoin contracts. That could be anything. It could be as simple as the PSBT contract all the way to some complex DLC shit, right? Like it, it doesn't really matter as long as like people have a means to coordinate uh, and then a means to, to actually enter the contract. I think we're sort of like going to a weird, awesome place right now.
1: Yeah, and like Noster is such a great tool for things like that. Like I'm really, really interested in Noster as a backend for Bitcoin software to do like market making or matchmaking. For like actual trading, but then also for things like coin joins and coin swaps, because, you know, some of the things that are really nice about Nostr are identity is super, super cheap. So you can have your software like generate a new identity on every session and have it be like very ephemeral. It, you know, uses the same cryptographic primitives as Bitcoin. So if you have a Bitcoin wallet, like you can already sign, you know, uh, with... It's Frost,
0: though. So most clients don't support it yet.
1: (laughs) Well, you don't have to do Frost, but it is, you you can, uh, which is pretty cool. But then the other thing that's like really nice from a privacy perspective is anybody can make a relay and you can have clients publish to multiple relays. So yeah, it might be that on the main you know domus relay you see some bids and ask for a market but you could also have private relays that people are running to do like little private pools or private markets it's a it's a great primitive for for these kinds of services
0: i mean what's cool here is that like you have essentially a system to broadcast right yep. a message which really is what you want to make an offer or a bid right it's like the bids and and offers are public in in a way right like Uh, And they could be public in your small sort of universe, uh, if you want to have a a private universe. Let's put it this way. But ideally, within the order book, that's all private bids and asks, right? And and that could be as simple as a Craigslist offer, right? Like that. That in a way is a offer. It doesn't have to be like what like an actual exchange does granularity. So like it really sort of like uh, does that beautifully. Now, if you want to have like further private coordination, you can use the private messages, or you can just use a different uh, a system as well, right? Like that is better for that. It has forward secrecy, like I don't know, like Matrix or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not the hard part. The hard part is not talking private of each other anymore, right? Like there is means of doing that. It really is making a censorship-resistant bid and ask system, 100%. Uh, and and like that's really addressed with with this new protocol. So, anyways, very timely. You should bring that up on uh, on. Uh, I, I heard. I was in a in the spaces yesterday with with Ray and and Brad, but uh, I didn't like ask a lot of questions. Maybe uh, Odell, uh can inquire a little bit because they have this this protocol they've been working on called uh, No One.
3: Yeah, just for transparency, I am involved with No Ones. So. Oh, okay, only on the white paper that they're building.
0: today. Um, okay. Yeah,
3: I got introduced them about a month ago. No, maybe actually no, three four months ago to to work with some people on a white paper to kind of decentralize the Paxwell approach. But I mean, it's not, it's a well-written white paper. I think it's going to be released in 10 days time, but I don't think it's anything that none of you guys would have thought of. It's using Nostra, DLCs, kind of doing web of trusts for decentralizing oracles and stuff. So, and um, yeah, I was introduced to them by Ray a while ago. So Very cool. cool. But yeah, the people people on the paper, they're they're well-known people in the lightning space and privacy space. I've just been managing uh, geniuses for Ray, that's what I would say. It's been a very easy job.
0: <laughs> and and there is no and there is no token, right? <laughs> no token, no, no. It's it's amazing. That, that's how you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's Bitcoin, Lightning, Nostra, DLCs, all the stuff you guys know. It's just putting it into one document and, and you know, hopefully no one that's can,
0: pretty cool. can, get, can get the resources to build that. So. It, it can't come soon enough. Like, seriously, it can't come soon enough. All right. Uh Cashew, Nut Dash Zero Eight <laughs> lower lightning fees, implements Nut Zero Eight Mint returns overpay lightning fees to the wallet. New fake wallet backend for testing. Postgres support enable CLI improvements and use Spidentic setting class. I have not seen Postgres written with the actual SQL in a long time. That's threw me off for a spin. Uh <laughs> I know it's legit? It's the real Postgres. That's right. Uh, (laughs) so yeah I mean Cashew is is such a fucking cool project we have booked I think or are booking an episode with uh, Eric, Kali and uh, Matt and there might be one more person I can't remember now I'm sorry to just do just talk about eCash it's been a while Rindell great I think it's me there you go you should have lifted your hand, sir (laughs) Instead of me just letting myself embarrass, I know it was a surprise, and uh, I get confused when guests repeat in like different episodes. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, when I joined today, I thought that was the conversation right. we were having. I didn't realize it was a list episode.
0: That's right. Um, so, anyways, I, I am really looking forward to that one. This is now an eCash episode. That's right. Let's talk about nuts. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so we'll, we'll get into into the the nitty gritty of this stuff. There, I think people still sort of super super confused about this stuff. All right, Liana version zero point three point one hot and advancing. There's a bunch of updates. So I won't get into it. I still Liana's is awesome, but until we have upvote, is uh, it's theoretical in my in my view. It's still zero point something. Oh, by the way, that's something that came out on the on the episode with with Pol- Polestra and Adam. I asked some of the because you can do a lot of Taproot. you were almost at confidence with the you know but you aren't and and like we discussed like deeply like where you stopped being and where Up vault sort of resolves that mm. I think it clarifies for a lot of people why you need it that that part was cool All right Samurai Dojo version 1.19.0 from official book to unofficial book just kidding uh <laughs> update core version twenty-four point zero point one, edit option two off forty-seven for DMT off, updated Whirlpool CLI version zero point one
2: point zero point six. Uh, Matt, you probably have opinions. No, I mean just shout out to the Ronin Dojo team. They keep shipping. Awesome. Hodo hodo, major improvements.
0: Uh, UI, UX improvements, added new regions. Uh, new version of the offer create offer accept pages improve mobile version it's kind of cool that this guy still managed to be around doing essentially p2p markets right it's uh, it's a feat you know it's kind of like the guys from tether too you know like it, it's being being alive in this space being centralized is uh is hard can you use Hodo as American no
1: it's Think you can, but the um, the payment options are really limited. It's like if you want to use it for your Zelle transfer for some reason, you
2: can do that. Okay, no, you can use stablecoins. Oh, okay.
0: Hey Rindo, is there any software you don't use or don't know about? I'm just curious. There must be something.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't really use Samurai Wallet, so I'm always like at a loss whenever. Yeah, like. I'm always really confused by their branding because, like, I I know, like, the generic, like, somebody writes a white paper about here's a thing that we can do in Bitcoin, and I like understand it from the paper. And then I'll have somebody that's a hardcore Samurai fan blowing up my DMs about, like, oh, yeah, Samurai supports that. And they'll be like, it's a wheelbarrow X3. And I'm like, I I don't know what that is. (laughs) Like, that's not a word to me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the ninja stuff is like it's it's kind of like it's a barrier of understanding. You know, it reminds me of kids with those like uh, Star Ninja Stars from the mall from back in the day. But uh, you know, it, it, it's cool that they're still pushing right for privacy and nobody's in jail and all that stuff. Like it's it's uh, it's it's nice to have options.
1: Well, I mean, it's also like one of the things that's great about Bitcoin is that anybody can make a client that's compatible with the protocol and nobody mm-hmm. can stop you. So the samurai folks have very strong opinions about what should be in a wallet, and like they just go ship, yep. and like they, they don't really give a shit if it conforms to anybody else's ideals about what should be in a wallet. Like they just go do it, and if that's the wallet that you want, it's great that it exists.
0: And it was like that from the beginning. Uh, I still remember when they supported PSBT; very few were willing to to support it. All right, uh, Blixt version zero point six point five added ability to set maximum LN fee for payment, uh, proportional to the amount, added the ability to change LND log level. Uh, I haven't used Blix yet. I have. Have you? Yeah,
3: yeah go ahead. I mean, essentially, we're trying to build a light. We're trying to integrate Lightning into Mercury Wallet the way Blix was architected. You know, It's very much running a standalone little little node, a mini node inside of a wallet. So it's totally non-custodial. So we, we have spent a lot of time in the in the Blix Telegram group, which is a pretty active group, but we're doing it with LDK as opposed to them doing it with LND. And but it's basically having your own little mini node, so not necessarily doing routing, even you know just connecting to like a a, you know, a larger LSP. But and that gives you the true non custodial, totally opposite of wallet Satoshi type approach. So.
0: And this is uh, this is phone wallet. They're mobile only. Yeah, they're, they're, I think mobile only. Okay.
1: Yeah,
3: I think they use neutrino.
1: Yeah, I, I think they did the same thing that Breeze used to have, or maybe still has. I, I haven't checked on where Breeze is, but you know they run a like stripped down L and D node that uses Neutrino in the back end to get block filters and like, you know they probably default to their own source for that, but you can override it. But yeah, it's it's one of the few you have a full node on your phone, like Lightning wallets.
0: Wasn't this wallet a different name before? Blix? I don't. Or, or so, no, I'm probably just confusing projects. Oh, the other one is Blink, which is formerly known as Bitcoin. Okay, I get it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was not an April Fool's joke. That's right. Okay, so let's go Zeus first.
0: Zeus version 0.7.4, fee bumping, channel sorting and filtering, default invoice settings, single channel view redesign, activity filters, persistent activity filters, 23 new fiat currencies, seven new themes, display settings, big keypad. Evan is an absolute beast to this. I use it is my 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 daily driver now for Lightning with Albi as the backend. So I'm still using it as as a custodial sort of wallet. But boy, it's amazing.
2: Well, for those of us who run Lightning nodes, there is literally no other option besides Zeus. So I'm extremely grateful uh, for their team. And I'm
1: really glad that he added fee bumping this
2: release. Because as Matt said, the mempool is never clearing ever again. Finally have an ally on this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still doing
0: one sat byte transactions. Just got to wait. Forever. Yeah. But it does eventually go. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like if you just have low time preference, you can still get them in. Not for lightning purposes.
2: You know, it's a funny story about that. So when I first made my call that the mempools were never going to clear again and this time is different. I made the bet with Marty and mempools briefly cleared. I remember. Just barely cleared. And then I told him I was going to pay his the bet off in a one per byte transaction and he got really mad at me, which tells you all <laughs> you need to know because he's That's afraid right. that the bet won't clear. That is beautiful. Did you pay him in a one separate byte? We doubled or nothing, so I haven't paid him oh, anything okay. yet. But when the time comes... It'll be one separate bite. Do you
0: also double the fee to two set bytes? <laughs> no, sir. That's not the bet. Okay, I see. So it's not everything was doubled, just the two parameters there. Okay. Correct. All right. Let's see here. I want to just see this. Somebody sent the link. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's an inscription, Matt, uh, your your bet. Okay. Blink, formerly Bitcoin Beach Wallet, renamed Blink. Two point one point seven nine. LNRG access icon. Fixed contact list. Reinitialized correctly when tapping the cross. Scanning an expired invoice to show news alert. Do you guys know if Bitcoin Jungle is the same wallet repackaged or it is right? My understanding it is, but you were there. No, I, I. You know, listen. Like I was trying to be a normal person using Bitcoin like a normal person. Like you know, you don't ask. Like to go look at the person's other wallet, who's receiving the money, with fiat. So I was I was respectful that way. It was it was pretty crazy. Like every everything accepts like Bitcoin there. That's badass. It's amazing. It was weird because it was just natural. There was this one kid who was alone at this like coffee booth at a farmer's market, and uh, the first time I went because I went to three different markets. It's all the same people in different days, and. One of the days he was there alone, so I don't think he had access to the wallet. So he WhatsApped the person who had the wallet to send him a QR via WhatsApp for me to pay the QR (laughs) for the Lightning invoice. So uh, people will find a way.
1: So, yeah, when you were there, if you went to, you know, buy coffee or, you know, whatever with Lightning, was it, you know, oh, I got to go get the special iPhone. No, 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 no. just like like here. like
0: It was like, wow, it was like not, not even like no explaining, no face. Do you know, like people make a face either happy yeah, they, or they kind of like you're annoying me. Like, oh, oh, you're one of those people, of yeah, those for people sure. right?
2: Yeah. It's a full on grassroots circular economy down there.
0: Yeah, it totally is. Like it's. Uh, love to see it. With it's, it's uh, Lee is one of the main guys who, who did a lot of this, and and like he's done a tremendous job there. It's crazy, especially the butcher. The butcher taking the butcher was a cold card user, like. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, That's awesome.
0: I was like, oh, so you're the cold card guy, you know? Like, and like we're talking, and he's like piling up the meat for me in a cooler. That
2: was surreal. That's pretty cool. On the topic of Blink Wallet, formerly Bitcoin Beach Wallet, this goes back to the previous discussion, which is they made a very pragmatic set of trade offs where there's a multi sig custodian holding the majority of the community's funds and then the community is using a, a single-sig custodial Lightning wallet. And why did they do that? They did it because the actual users don't want to deal with liquidity management and channel yeah. management and all that other stuff. Yep. And so there's a very pragmatic trade-off balance. And it just as long as it's made clear to users, it's it to me, that's an acceptable risk. But we, you need, we need to make the tools better as we go.
0: There is two points that I've been making for way over a decade. Which one is like, trust is never going away like we're people we're gonna have to trust each other you know that includes for a fully sort of self-verified transaction your core client you're trusted that the other guy doesn't shoot you and you need to find efficiencies right and, and and there is other sort of trade-offs and like you know, way way back then we thought that the payment terminals that we made were going to be used in a little village where there is one guy of a payment terminal that functions as the bank. And then everybody else in the community kind of like banks with the guy Mm. because you just, you can't scale base layer to everybody period. Uh, You can't scale lightning to everybody. (laughs) So like you're going to need to find these models and also like people don't care. You know, I trust my neighbor, right? Like, and and if my neighbor has a thousand bucks of my bags, so be it. Like it's okay. Well, and like with uh the,
1: Blink, formerly Bitcoin Beach Wallet model, right? Like part of the the trade-off there, right, is it's custodial, but it's custodial kind of in your community. That's right. Like, you know the guy who's running the server. So if he absconds with the money, like you go burn his house down. Right.
0: You know who to punch. That's key to trust. Dunbar.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think with a lot of systems, like part of the pragmatic trade-off that you can make is if people know who they're trusting and if they have some escape hatch, then maybe you're okay with something a little bit more custodial. Like I think where it's interesting to have things like chamian mints that can communicate over lightning is that the switching cost is so low, right? If you're in a chamian mint and you're worried about your money, you can get your money out and either move it to another lightning enabled chamian mint very cheaply or, you know, maybe resolve down to base layer and that escape hatch puts pressure on the custodians to to stay honest because the the switching cost is so low. And so there, there's, you know, ways that we can like balance these incentives that it doesn't have to be black and white of like, either it's fully custodial or it's, you know, every butcher needs to have a cold card, right? Like they're, they're, yeah. there's a lot of middle ground between those two things. I
0: mean, if they are my butcher, they take so much of my money, they do need the cold card it would be too sure. much to hold on lightning <laughs> there's not enough liquidity for that but the 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 key here is like it really brings back to bitcoin fixes everything bitcoin fixed chaomian ecash <laughs> that that is that is my my point it was stupid before like now yeah. it's amazing you know it's the same with Nostr like he, he fixed that like you'd be silly to do that without it now now you can do that like like in a meaningful way and keep everybody sort of safe that's uh, we should definitely address some of that on the the next uh, episode <laughs> about Ecash. All right, uh, Torque v zero point one nine point one dashboard page showing on and off chain balances, more advanced automations, and a few other things. I I don't even know what Torque is.
1: Torque is cool. It's um it's still pretty early for them, but they're building tooling for uh, people who are managing large or really complex Lightning deployments. So think like nodes with lots and lots of channels and or lots and lots of nodes. The screenshots are right? awesome. <laughs> yeah, so like if, if you wow. think about it, if you're running, whether it's like an LSP or you're doing a merchant thing, or maybe in the future you're running a really well-capitalized chamian and Mint with you know lots of Lightning support, like you don't wanna be managing a thousand channels across eight nodes with LNCLI. Right, like you, you need automation, you need tooling, you need dashboards, you need like operational support for that. And so, Torque is trying to build operational tooling for like complex Lightning node setups.
0: Do you know if they're somehow related or in talks with the guys from EMC, which is Block's new Lightning liquidity providing service? Because those guys are awesome. It was a, 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 I don't know Docs people, but it was it was a different company that was acquired that sort of ended up with that project. And I and I think they're gonna have like something like eight thousand coins for liquidity or eighty thousand coins for liquidity. I can't remember. There's a zero difference there, but you know, and, and the goal of that entity is to essentially put those coins at liquidity. And I think they're still in the early days of developing the plan. Sounds like they're match making heaven here.
1: Yeah, I don't think those two teams are talking yet. I should probably connect them, but. Um... I think you're talking about C equals, right? yes, which is like the, that's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah, C equals. Yeah, it's still pretty early for them, but they're they're trying to provide you know lightning. I'll, I'll call it lightning services for both like wallets and merchants and other people who are building on top of lightning. And uh, as you mentioned, they have a lot of capital to deploy, and they're you know anxious to do that.
0: Yeah, I know one of their guys. If you need to we'll connect the two, cool, very cool. All right. LND version 0.16.0. Pathfinding upgrades, watchtower improvements, RPC updates for devs, more backend options. LND always comes with some uh, <laughs> some uh, controversy around itself, but uh, it, it does keep shipping. I mean, they they do good work. Core Lightning, I'm going to call it a C-Lightning.
2: Wait, wait, just on LND real quick. It is incredibly frustrating that you just have random channels force close on you, especially when we have mempools as full as they are. And I just wanna say that out loud.
0: No, say it louder. Right. Say it louder. And we're gonna we're gonna repeat it.
2: And it's easy to deny that the implementation is, is auto force closing without user interaction until you start managing Multiple Lightning nodes that are all using LND are connected to each other. So you're the operator of both nodes. And there's no way that channel 4 is closed unless the implementation did it on its own. So I've seen it happen maybe five or six times to my nodes. So fix it, (laughs) guys, from LND, fix it.
0: All right, see Lightning version 23.02.2.
1: I'm just going to plant a flag that C Lightning has the best release names in yes. the entire Bitcoin software space.
0: And I was going to skip it. Okay, but you no. Now you're going to have to no. Now I'm going to have to read it. Yeah. Thanks. So
1: no, it's it's version yeah twenty three dot o two dot two the CBDC backing layer three.
0: <laughs> um. Yes, it is funny. Uh, did that get released around April first? No. I, I don't know. Like now, I'm scared of these releases. No, it was three weeks ago, so you're good. Okay, PE requiring a full description, not just a hash, has been pushed back since broke BTC pay server and LM bits. Zombie channels changed, reverted as some prune channels were found to be still functional. Static channel backups no longer sent the nodes. Sounds like a bunch of fixes that broke things got reverted. Mm-hmm. It was. It, this is, sounds like a a revert release. Lightning Terminal, version 0.9.0 alpha. This release of Lightning Terminal, lit, includes updates, versions, integrated L&D, pull, loop, Friend demons. Cool. Yep. The Bitcoin Company, version 1.27. Earn rewards automatically by linking your Visa or MasterCard in your app. Send gift card as a gift via email or NOS or DMs. That's cool set up a, pre- a preferred Bitcoin address payments, type P2SH, segue taproot. I like that they are like one of the only gift card companies that's like a real Bitcoin company. They're not sort of like doing shit coins or, or they're not like, you know, like fiat-like company. They're, they're like yep. legit Bitcoiners. And another thing too is that people don't realize that like, you know, gift cards is how cash happens outside of the cash system.
2: And specifically, you can get no KYC visa Visa cards, which is extremely useful. And um, it's not without risk on their end. They're really putting their, their necks on the line there. You know, I wonder if, I don't know, I wonder if
1: they have uh, an API to be able to do this because you can send gift cards over Nostradium. So if you could programmatically buy a gift card and then send it over Nostradium, then you could plug it into these exchange protocols that we were talking about. So then you could build a, you know, HODL, HODL, Lightning Sats thing where it's like you buy and sell Bitcoin for gift cards programmatically over Noster, which would be super fucking cool.
0: Essentially plugging the Visa network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's exactly how people use Amazon gift cards. Like it's, it's, uh, and yeah, this, this is going to get very interesting fast. Zebedee, borderless payments. New feature for borderless payments. Let users go from one local currency to another in seconds. I assume they hold the FX bags. Pay extension. Now this extension contains the option to create lightning address for each Pay code you create. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's Ben who pushed this one. It's funny. Like I've learned about Kali and, and Ellen. Bits. <laughs> I, didn't, I had not made that connection before. It's pretty amazing. All right. Uh, Noster clients. I'm not gonna get into details aside from a couple of things here. So Damus has a new version. Uh, it's actually one point four point one now in flight. Uh has a bunch of new updates. Uh, j b keeps on pushing like a maniac still. and uh, yeah, it's it's really cool to see. Nostothros new release as well. Amethyst has a new feature that is the first time that I go like, oh, Android got something first. They have the the NIP sixty nine could not have been a better number polls. So it's a it's a it's a type of uh, note that is a poll, and and to to vote in the poll you have to zap it. So you cannot. It's a lot better poll results because people have to pay to uh, to vote. So that's that's really cool that should come to everybody soon snort.social version 0.1.6 nip 5 management page uh, and a bunch of other things Nostri.chat, that's Pablo keep on building uh, and ndK is coming the nostri development kit algia nostri cli client written and go I gotta try this one I think it's gonna be the one that's going to be awesome I haven't I haven't played with it what uh, what clients do you guys use?
1: I usually just do Domus for like ninety percent of everything. I have a couple of Nostr bots that um, are like hand coded Rust to publish shit to Nostr. I'm really excited about things like Algia. Like I think we need more um, easy to compose Nostr CLIs for doing things like having cron jobs or bots or whatever that can just like publish events to Nostr. That stuff is super, super
0: useful, or to test your relay, <laughs> or to test your relay, <laughs> or for to sure. make a, or to compose a note to undelete your key. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who would ever do that? <laughs> Who would yeah. ever
0: do that? I mean, I say, I see a red button, I press it. Yeah, so that one is very cool. I, I I'm really enjoying gossip on the desktop. Is kind of fun.
2: I'm wondering how long I can last keeping my legacy and sex secure.
0: Oof. Here's the thing, depending on how if when we figure out key delegation, depending on how it gets rolled out, we might actually have to abandon our old keys. There might not be a way to to roll over. Unlikely actually.
2: Yeah, I was I was wondering about that. It was probably it's probably very unlikely.
0: So in in full selfishness, I've emailed uh, Andrew Polstra and and I've tried to nerd snipe him into uh into because uh, I know he likes side projects uh, that are unrelated to Bitcoin. That's how he finds Bitcoin ideas. So um, so yeah, if you know a cryptographer, try to nerd snipe them to uh, to look into key delegation on Nostr to the detriment and dismay of many Nostr core devs too. It's a, it's a fun tug of war there. But I, I think if we can get some of the the people who sort of worked on adapter signatures on Bitcoin <laughs> to go look at this, they are the people who will be able to shove interesting crypto primitives into existing crypto primitives. Yeah. We're going to need something short of magic to make this happen. And it's not going to be dids. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other Nostra uh, software plates you guys have?
2: All right. Wait, actually, I have a question for you. Um, what's the deal with BRB? I mean, it's, are is it actively? Are you actively maintaining it? Is it should people be using that relay? Be right back. So no,
0: <laughs> I I don't know. So we we know we know what the the problems are, and uh, when we started that there were no sort of diversity of 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 like that we believed enough diversity of implementations for a relay. So it was done from scratch, mm. and anything you do from scratch in two three weeks is going to have. Done from scratch issues. Yep. We know exactly what they are. We just don't have the bandwidth to fix them. But we, I also doubt that we, we it would be a big contribution anymore because there's a lot of good stuff out there now uh, and there's more coming. So I think what we're going to do is there is a few other ideas that are not the obvious ideas. It's not just a relay or just a client kind of thing that we want to explore. And that could be the sort of like the, the base for what we want to explore.
1: Well, I mean, it it seemed like at the start, the thing that you guys were doing that was more interesting was indexing. Yes. Right? And so I I imagine that like where you could add value is on custom indexing. Or just text search. Yeah, right.
0: But again, like, you know, we are not like people who scale servers well. Like we're harder people. (laughs) So we tend to just make a server that's bigger, which is kind of great, but it it has limits. So we're going to try to find a project for it that sort of like matches more how we do things. And we we do have some cool ideas, but I I feel like we don't want to also suck the oxygen on some things that could be people who are interested in doing that as a company or doing that full time. Like, you know, I don't don't want to compete with projects of people who are actually committed to Noster with a project that we're just doing as a hobby as well. Because, you know, it sucks their interest of the project. There's something that's achieving the same. So we're just giving that space out and sort of works out that way. Uh, But yes, we we do definitely want to, we want to do more things there. I I think we can contribute somehow on that. So yeah, BRB. Uh, (laughs) And now the boosts. Thank you for the support guys. North of the wall, Raspberry Pi hack clip on 2 minutes, 10 seconds. Now I truly understand why the pros don't run LN nodes on Raspberry Pis. Yes, Raspberry Pis are a shit coin. Terrible platform for everything. Bitcoin. review should be the curriculum in every college. Love the improving. My knowledge of BDK and LDK. Thank you, sir. High traverse. High traverse. Simplify fountain. Thank you. Ape. Ape ramir randir, uh, ape. Oh, there you go. Thank you for letting me know how to say it. ape Myth Rendier. Awesome, nerds. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Obex epic rip. Muro comment uh, was hilarious. Had also thought of shitcoiners as a moat. Very trendy. Marco Rayner boosting because guy won't. Thank you. Ahaniga. Awesome. Gert. The best thing about podcasts where I understand about 5% of the discussion is that the other 95% is a learning opportunity. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to get the, the Zaps and the Boostergrams and all the support. Your funds go to Zaps, really, nowadays. That's where all the sats that come into the show go. So thank you. Project Spotlight, Bitcoin Time Capsule. Create a time lock wallet on BTC capsule. And when the time comes, your Bitcoin will be available to whoever you choose. fault one. Exactly. You know, it, all the lock time stuff for actual user is kind of pointless because you can always cancel the transaction by spending a UTXO. It just, it's just kind of silly the time lock stuff is interesting for lightning and other sort of solutions out there but not i don't know like cuz he was kind of sold to people as if it was interesting to for you to create some sort of like you know future self uh, deed solution uh but that that never worked so uh, so yeah upvault when and it looks like we might get ctv <laughs> upvault too <laughs> uh we should we are organizing another episode on on upvault a lot has changed in and being Improve a lot is changing the spec for sure. Yes. Yeah, uh, and I have not been following, so I'm gonna use that opportunity. Speed Bitcoin POS a mobile app providing a lightning payment based point of sale solution. Uh, we need more of those. Blow water or blow water? No, either blow aider or blow water. There's only one W. Bloater. I don't know. Nostar web client focusing on chat. Ten oh, one zero one
1: zero one. It's a ten ten one is how they say it. Yeah, this is um I'm I'm really excited to see this come out. Um I don't know if you guys followed ItchySats at all. Did you follow that project? So um the idea was it was using DLC's discrete log contracts to do non custodial leveraged Bitcoin trading. So like you could run an app on your computer and do either a leverage long or a leverage short trade against Bitcoin, and it was all settled in DLCs, so it's completely non-custodial. You have um, you know, Oracle risk, because it's a DLC, but you don't have counterparty risk of somebody running away with your money. You don't have to like deposit money at an exchange. And that worked on layer one Bitcoin, and the team really wants to do DLCs over Lightning, both for trading. Uh, but then also for doing stable sats that's not backed by like a centralized custodian.
0: Oh, that's why I think, 10, 10, 1. Uh It's it's yeah. it's Bitcoin. Okay, twenty one yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> cool cool project. Awesome. Okay, next is uh, bolt cards with LEDs that light up when you use them. That's always fun. I love induction. <laughs> for people that don't know, NFC cards don't have. Uh, power internally. So they use induction, which is just a coil that gets illuminated by another coil that has power and generates power and then lights up a LED on this case instead of powering a chip.
1: These are really funny. Uh, <laughs> all of funny. the artwork are like cartoon characters that have laser eyes. And so when you use the NFC, the laser eyes light up. Like, yep. That's fantastic.
0: Flibin, peer to peer Bitcoin marketplace. Buy, sell, rent. Exchange and learn—that's kind of cool. Uh, how do they accomplish that? Let's open. Uh, how how is it decentralized? Is it decentralized? Does it even? I don't think it's decentralized. I
1: think it's just—it's—it's—it's yeah. um, it's, it's like Craigslist for okay. Bitcoin stuff.
0: All right, that's a that's a perfect candidate for an author replacement. Uh, we'll put up a bounty. <laughs>
2: On that note, it goes back to our previous conversation again, where it's just a pragmatic trade-off balance yeah, yeah. that was made. Um, on this announcement, it was actually really funny because um, there's a little bit of controversy because when you choose your location, you can't choose Russia. So there was a bunch of Russian Bitcoiners that were pissed off and people thought it was because of like sanction compliance. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that it's actually run by a bunch of Polish Bitcoiners who hate Russians. So it was a bunch of base Polish people who then told the Russians to go make their own fucking site, uh, which I just, I don't know, just a nice little drama context.
0: Yep. You know, like I kind of love the idea of Bitcoin balkanizing further and Bitcoiners balkanizing further. There was always my sort of like vision of the cypherpunk Bitcoin future where you have like this Bitcoin tribes. I wouldn't call it a gang, but a Bitcoin tribe that's sort of like, you know, they have their sort of like kind of like a Japanese cypherpunk thing, or it's like you have these districts and they're all sort of like, you know, trying to up each other and, and they have different, you know, shoguns and like different sort of like uh, in, uh, incentives. And, you know, the more different people we have with different incentives, the more protected we are because nothing changes. But first we need to have uh, aggregated signatures and op vault. And then we can stop changing everything. And BIP324 uh, as well. And, and then the list continues, right? Like there is like fifty things that want selfishly. But uh, but yeah, that's the-
1: well and, and like the next thing on the list is about Utrexo, right? So that's another one that maybe we want to yeah. go do. for it. Yeah. No, please. Oh well, so this is uh, <laughs> Floresta, which is really cool idea. So UtrexO, uh if if people don't know your Bitcoin node has to keep the UTXO set so that um, it can check all of the transaction inputs and make sure that they are, in fact, UTXOs and that they haven't already been spent or that they're non-existent money. So that means that as Bitcoin usage grows, this database that your node has to maintain gets bigger and bigger over time. What UTXO does is instead of storing the whole UTXO set, you just store a Merkle root, And then whenever somebody wants to transact they send with their transaction like a Merkle inclusion proof that shows that their inputs are actually in like the global UTXO set. So it's it's very literally a space bandwidth trade-off. It could mean lower hardware requirements for running Bitcoin nodes at the expense of like more bandwidth. So, you know, some people are working on UTXO. And um, what's cool about this project is it's an Electrum server where the back end of it uses uTreeXO, so then you can like plug any wallet you want into it. So if you have a wallet that uses Electrum, then you can have the back end for that wallet using uTreeXO, which is super cool.
0: Man, <laughs> nothing is being worked on Bitcoin, right? Like, Dagnant Zamercoin. And this is the short fucking list, man, for an episode. Like, I mean, seriously, yeah. like this is only two weeks of stuff. Okay, like we actually cut out like probably another like 20 things and, and there could have been more if we just look further.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I was gonna throw a bunch of stuff about BDK on the list, but the list was already no, many pages. Bring BDK, please. Yeah, BDK is working on their 1.0 release and it includes a bu- like they've been doing a lot of refactoring and ripping out Things that people either don't or shouldn't be using, and so it's going to make BDK a little bit more composable and easier to like pick and choose what parts of BDK you want to use. So it's a really big release for them, and um, Bitcoin wallet authors are going to have like better tooling for building Bitcoin wallets, which is
0: no. I, I love BDK. Handy. I yeah. think it's the it's the best way to go about it, especially because in Bitcoin you don't have to worry about too much about the diversity of implementation. If anything, it's kind of nice that there's less implementations. Like in other protocols that you don't have a like a fixed consensus, then you want the opposite, right? You want more diversity so that they don't start implementing things that are not part of the protocol. But anyways, yeah, no, the the BDK stuff is is pretty cool. And Steve is is awesome and he's a gray beard. Well, and like
1: sometimes BDK provides some really nice abstractions over other really high quality like Bitcoin libraries, but it, it has this very opinionated abstraction of a wallet. And you might want to build something like a Nosterbot bot that does something with Bitcoin, and you don't want like the entire wallet abstraction. And so, making it easier to kind of pick and choose which piece of that, I think, is going to make BDK work for more projects.
2: We are um, we are very fortunate to have uh, lead maintainer Steve Myers uh, in Nashville, working out of Bitcoin Park. So I've I've gotten to know him quite well. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, he's just a really amazing dude. I actually knew his brother Richard Myers first. And uh, yeah, they're just both great. And uh, he had a lot of the BDK team in at Bitcoin Park for an offsite, which is was awesome. Fun. So I got to meet uh, Biscuit awesome. and Daniela and incredibly bullish on that team.
0: Remember the whole uh, go shake the hand of your rancher meme going? Well, go shake the hand of your uh, Bitcoin library 100%. implementer, you know, like go shake 100%. their hand.
2: Shake everybody's hand. Shake
0: everybody's hand. No, I just find it so cool, right? Because like they, they are they are doxxed, right? They're they they're known, so like you, yeah. you get to go meet these people in person. Yeah, and,
2: it's you know. such an
1: incredibly high leverage project.
2: I mean, MVK said that like because they're doxed, you can shake their hand. I mean, I like shaking the hands of Nims even more. Just because someone doxed, is doxed, is not doxed doesn't mean you can't meet in person. You just have to be discreet about it. Yeah, absolutely uh rindale you got to come to bitcoin park sometime i mean we have a no photos no video policy dude i have
1: crazy fomo not coming to bitcoin park i need to get out there
2: we'll pick you up from the airport i know i can speak for p um that uh we'll we'll come caravan and pick you up together yeah man Uh, i need to i need to figure out when i'm coming out there but it's gonna be it's gonna be soon i think
0: we just gotta find you a new nim for that, just invent a new name and we introduce you as like it a different to person. It's be like
2: John or some shit, whatever.
0: Yeah, we can do it, and uh, and you can change some aspects of your look just for that, and then uh, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> It'll be kind of fun.
1: I um I, I co-host uh, DC BitDevs, and um there's a lot of people there who like know me in person and who know me on Twitter and hadn't put together that they're the same person, which has been really that's fun. hilarious. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. Let's uh, let's continue. So Odell has a uh, has to leave very soon.
2: We got twenty minutes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So so let's see. Uh, by the way, if there is a specific story you you wanna like talk about,
1: Open Ordex is pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have seen that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is on the list. Yes. It's really cool. Like that that little website. Like, go ahead. Why, why don't you explain to us what it is?
1: So, um, you know, with inscriptions popping off like people want to be able to trade nfts on bitcoin and uh you want to do that in a trustless way you don't want to have to say like send me bitcoin and then i'll send you this nft or you know we'll we'll escrow through somebody or something so um what you can do is you can create a psbt where if i have some inscription that i want to sell to nvk I can make a PSBT that locks in the inscription as an input and the price that I'm going to collect as an output. And then I sign it with a particular set of SigCash flags, send it to NVK, and he can basically provide an input that pays me and provide an output that receives the, uh, the inscription. And it's a way that we can do um, like a trustless sort of atomic swap. of Really
0: decentralized uh, yeah. trading. I mean it really is decentralized that rate. was one of those things that sort of go like okay fine the inscription people are not that bad. You know, like it, it was this is an invention like that is that is absolutely brilliant.
1: So open ordex, it's a site that you go and you say, This is the thing I want to sell for this much money, and there's no server backend, it's all just client-side JavaScript. It puts together a PSBT for you and says copy this into Bitcoin Core and provide like this set of command line options. And it'll sign it with the right set of Sighash flags and then come back and paste it. And you can check a box and it'll broadcast it over Noster. And then other compatible marketplaces can just like go and find these offers and render them in different UIs. And we have off-chain decentralized marketplaces for you know, Bitcoin. goes. Mind
0: you, the SIG hash was kind of like non-standard. I can't. Yeah. So
1: yeah, it's, it's, a, it's SIG hash single with, uh, anyone right. can pay, which not all wallets support.
0: That's right. So, uh, we are adding support to that on cold card next release because I think this is a great way for people to trade. Like, and it's yep. going to be much more than just, Words right, like this could be used for a lot of different stuff that can color a coin.
1: Well, I mean, especially yeah, especially with things like Taro or RGB, you know, getting closer to usage. If we have constructions that plug into Nostr that there's lots of client support for, then we can start building like decentralized exchanges for for other assets, which is really interesting.
0: Yep, Matt, we we can continue Rindau and Nick, but uh, Matt, if you if you wanna if you want to make any comments or I don't want to hold you just to the last minute. So. There's,
2: uh, I mean, there's two. Th- oh, you want me to make my final comments right now? So that when I no, bounce? no, no,
0: no, no, not yet. I'm not killing you just yet. Um, it was a pleasure being uh, here. So uh,
2: I look <laughs> no, 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 forward no, no, to the, the Charmin <laughs> eCash episode that we'll be doing next week. Um, I think everyone in the audience knows where to find me. Um, I would like to talk about the Mutiny Wallet team announced their recent raise, which both, Us at 1031 and NVK personally, were a part of. Uh, It's a project I'm very excited about. They actually announced it while we were on air recording. Lightning wallet in every browser that is easy to use and tries to take privacy best practices into account uh, by default. Really cool team. I think it's
0: more than that. I mean, they they are three people who can code.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Like,
0: really code,
2: right? And you don't get that that often. And Paul knows UX, too, which is important. Yes. Um, yes. So, I mean, this is to me, this is the type of wallet that, you know, can can onboard billions of people. And more importantly, doesn't rely on an app store. So, I mean, obviously, you have some trust trade offs in terms of the fact that you're operating this thing in a browser. I think they will have an app in the future as well. They, they are. They are. But uh, there's this world where. I mean, Bitcoiners that have been around for a while remember when you couldn't have Bitcoin wallets in the iPhone app store. So there's a world where... Remember people shooting their phones? Exactly. They're blending their phones and stuff. So there's a world where the app stores yeah. become a central point of failure and people want to use Bitcoin on mobile still. Um, so that's important. But also, you know, in, in emerging markets, Latin America, Africa... A lot of people have old Android phones. Maybe they don't have Play Store support. Maybe they don't have App Store support, but they do have Chrome browser and then they can still use a Lightning wallet as a result. Pretty, pretty amazing project. Yeah,
0: it is. Like, I got to repeat that. That's the part that I really love is the fact that, like, you have like three technical founders who, who can do stuff. The business stuff is sorted out. It's a killer
1: game. I mean, it, it, it's like <laughs> the kind of people that, like whatever these three people are doing is going to be awesome. Like you guys could have probably just invested in the team and said like, go build something. Yeah, but that, that was exactly did. it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you
0: know, it's uh, it's not, especially nowadays at the JavaScript crowd, it's like there there's very few teams out there that like you go like, you know, you have an idea and then you look around the team and you go like, like a person doesn't say like, you know, I can't do that or I don't know how to like, you know, if you have a team that can just literally make any kind of software, it changes the dynamic, right? But anyway, one of the things yeah, I, was really,
1: I was just going to say one of the things that I was really impressed by when they started the project was I think you couldn't receive over lightning at first. It was super limited because they, they have um, very specific requirements for, for what the privacy tradeoffs that they want to make are. And they weren't afraid to put out a lightning wallet that couldn't receive in order to like uphold the trade-offs that they wanted to make.
2: Yeah, they were like, you can't receive privately right now. So you're just not allowed to receive. <laughs>
1: so you can't do it. There's no buy. <laughs> I love it's it. super based.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, they're awesome. Like, this is this is one of the reasons why I helped launch 1031 was to support projects like this. This is, you know, this is what it's about. And uh, I'm incredibly proud of these guys. I think we all agree on their engineering prowess. But they stood up in terms of like, I'm just really impressed on how they've been running this startup to begin with from a business point of view, which is I'm just proud. i'm a proud I'm a proud friend and uh, excited excited to support them here,
0: yeah. people with integrity. And the last uh, thing you wanted to mention, Matt, before you go?
2: The Molved browser, I think, got a lot of shit, but is kind of amazing to me. Once again, it's, I guess the trend of today's episode is just pragmatic trade off balances. Uh, but they basically yeah. took everything that's in the Tor browser, but ripped out Tor. So it just operates on Clearnet. You can use it with a VPN if you want. You can use it with I2P if you want. You could use it with Tor separately if you want. But it has all the like the privacy defaults that everyone knows from the Tor browser. It basically carries over all the eyes that are on the Tor browser code base. That's awesome. And um, it's just a very pragmatic tool. And I plan on using this browser a lot. It's just a great, great tool that they released.
0: What's the state of I2P? Like, I, I mean, like the problem is it's been around for some time. Uh, and it was always sort of like, oh, there is this P thing still like <laughs> nobody that. uses, but it's kind of <laughs> there. It's still like that. <laughs> Can you connect to a bunch of peers and, and get things going yeah, or? Yeah, we
3: use it on Mercury quite a lot. I mean, it's not as well supported as okay. Tor and, and it's definitely a harder environment to to, to compile the, the binaries and we spend it on.
0: But is the Anonymous set there because it's not like big enough network?
3: I don't think it's been back- beaten as much as Tor. That's, that's the issue. And okay. you, you wonder if it got the same level of DDoS that Tor did. Would it, would it? We just don't know. I, my, my, my feeling is that okay. it's just not been as beat up as Tor. So we need yeah. options. I, I think I would love to see more development in I2P, like a Rust client. I think that would help a lot because the C++ is, is is quite hard to, to build and not, not many people are going to want to ship it to JVM version. But, um,
0: we'll see. Well, I mean, you know, somebody needs to make it in Rust because that's what all the cool thing, fi- yeah. the cool kids do. Well, yeah, now. and
3: with Rust, you can use WebAssembly <laughs> and you know, yeah, ship it in a lot more directions. That would be good.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, Matt. Any final thoughts before you go and we continue this this uh, endless journey here of software updates?
2: No, those are the two main ones I wanted to cover, and I'll still be here for eight more minutes, and then I'll drop.
0: Okay. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for being here. It's it's always fun to have you. All right, there's just two items here on uh, Bitcoin OPTAC that I think worth uh, mentioning. People can go look into the full OPTAC on the links. The TypeScript library for Miniscript descriptor is released. I, you know, Miniscripts are not easy, um, and uh, I think that's like that's a good thing because now all the JavaScript implementations of wallets and things can just sort of you know drop this in and, and be capable. That's a great thing.
2: Oh, can we talk about before I leave? Can we talk about uh, <laughs> uh, you have
0: <laughs> Matt I help himself. You have
2: Bitkey. You have Bitkey on the list. I know you had it on your in your hand. The Block Hardware Wallet that's coming out. Uh, you're literally holding it in your hand right now.
0: I have one here.
2: Thoughts? So I, I
0: I've given my feedback straight to the boss. I still think. So it's about trade offs, right? Yeah. Like we were talking about before. So the the trade offs here. I think are good for a billion people. I don't think they're good for Bitcoiners with a lot of money, uh, which is not their goal. What else? I think that if they add a screen or a means of displaying the four last digits of an address for confirmation, they have a killer product. I think I've, and I've tried the UX on the app and uh, we've lost the boss's coins and then got them back 24 hours later. Cool. It it did work. And I I think, I think like Ledger is toasted bitcoin only people this is not going to have shitcoin that's the promise which does hinder the existing crypto market but they're not after that they're after like the everybody else which is eight billion people
2: is it open can you use it like is it does it support PSBTs? you can use it with nunchuck or whatever
0: it's not psbt uh wallet yet i don't know exactly i think it's kind of like more like a a blindish signer, like it's doing some other way of signing the transactions. And and it's right now the app is multi-sig, but it can also be single-sig. I, I think the app UX, it's already great. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that they do, right? Yeah. It's like good UX. So uh, I, I think the trade-offs with the package that this is, with them subsidizing the cost of this to, to mass market, you know, I, I think they're, they're going to, they're going to have a massive install base, like just massive. I think this resolves the problem for everybody that's trying to do 500 bucks, a thousand bucks of Bitcoin better than anything else. However, uh, I still find it a little thick. I I, I like the, the feel of the rock and stuff. I think it's cool.
2: It's actually like made of stone, right?
0: Well, it's quartz. It's fake stone. But it's stone. It's the same shit that they make counters of. Okay. And it, it will make a great skipping rock. I was really tempted and I tried to suggest that and uh maybe, and I've heard that it's also a PX 57. So maybe it could be skipped in a swimming pool. if you take it out of the water fast enough, I, I still think it should be called skip key because it's too, like you hold it in your hand. You want to skip it like a rock.
1: Yeah. I saw Jack post that picture on Noster. I thought, uh, yes. I thought he was going to do it.
0: I, I mean, I, yeah, I I was holding that over water and making that idea. I guess he he ran with it after. Point is two things are really cool. One is gonna go mass market. I think they're gonna have a winner of that. I have another non competitor harder wallet in the market, because you know, it doesn't have the Bitcoin Bitcoin features in it. And I don't think it will have well, it
2: competes with the Tap Signer more, right? Uh
0: different. No. The Tap Signer is like cheaper and it's going to be even cheaper, and it ships flat, and it's just a message digest signer, right? So like in an ideal world, you are using a tap signer in one of these, because they will open up the spec of this so that other wallets can do it. That has a
2: battery in it as well?
0: Yes, that's why they have a, a, nicer U, uh, a nicer NFC field, because of the
2: battery. And what is that, you charge it with the USB-C or something? Yes,
0: and it also has the physical scanner, the fingerprint scanner, which, you know, it's easy to fake, but at the same time, it's like good enough compromise for what it is. I mean, Remember, iPhones were fingerprints forever. Right. I don't know this module like closely, so I, I don't know the extent in which this module is good or bad. Yeah, I, I mean, like overall, I think it's really cool. I think it's going to solve the problem of a lot of people in the world. It is Bitcoin only. The UX is going to be great. And I think, I think we need it. I think is going to open up the market to a lot of uh, a lot of stuff.
2: The multi sig setup is the phone has a key, block has a key, and that hardware signer has a key, right?
0: Yeah, but they could upgrade that or release this open in a way that other wallets will start integrating this, and then you can have like then chuck with one of these and a the tap signer, for example. Awesome. What is the other thing? There was one more thing. Oh, because this, I think it's still TBD. I don't know uh, the current spec, but because this has a battery for the NFC field, it would be really cool if this thing could be an NFC host, because then you can tap your tap signer to this before this has a pre-authorized something for your phone. That's cool. So you could have like double or gap in here in a way, like it could do cool shit if this thing can do host. But normally most things are not FC hosts because NFC hosting is is a whole different ballgame.
1: Yeah, that's why the cold card doesn't have it right. Like just the... Yeah. Yeah. Way too much processing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, not just processing. It's a completely different internet network. Yeah. Right. Like yep. it, it changes it changes too much. Everything. Yeah. Changes everything. <laughs> it's like a whole different NFC thing. It really is. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like I I'm kind of excited. It's the first hardware wallet that I'm excited about in terms of like mass market solution that is not the tap signer. Especially because they're gonna use like eighty billion dollar public company. Sort of marketing to push Bitcoin into normal. From a
2: non-technical repercussions kind of situation here, I'm really curious what it looks like. I mean, regulators can go fuck themselves. I'm really curious what it looks like from a regulator perspective because this will be multi-sig hitting the mainstream. uh, You know, a massive publicly traded company. No, that's the app. No, but I'm saying that's that's
0: Square's app, right? Like this thing. They will open No, but that's not my and, point. MDK. Oh,
2: My point is, is they're going to say, rightfully so, that Block does not have custody of these funds because it's multi-sig. And there's going to be a bunch of regulators and policymakers that for the first time ever are going to learn about what the fuck multi-sig is. And I'm just kind of curious <laughs> on hilarious. what the response is, like how that how that interaction occurs, right?
0: Maybe this is the test, right? Maybe this is how they test this out.
2: It is. I think it is the test. Yeah.
0: I'm sure the lawyers were part of how you create the quorum 100%. and like, and, and like and who holds the keys on where, right? I don't know. It's, it's cool. I mean, the boss is giddy about it too, which is kind of fun. It's like, here, come, let me show you something, you know, kind of giddy, which is awesome.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, awesome, gents. I got to I got to bounce, but thanks for having me. And uh, I look forward to listening to the rest of the episode later. Cheers. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> man.
0: And your input right. was much appreciated. Go give uh,
2: Ray a full interview.
0: Cheers. Take care. Okay, so MicroStrategy repays debt and buys more Bitcoin. <laughs> Chad Michael is really, <laughs> he's going to end up with all the Bitcoin like this because the weak hands just sell him the coins. It, it is remarkable that like they keep on doing this. Like its
1: he, He's trying to stay on top of that uh, treasury's leaderboard. Yeah,
0: that's right. Bitcoin treasury is, is how we get them. That's right. All these guys are competitive.
1: Yeah, the the, the missing piece for uh, mass corporate adoption was the leaderboard.
0: Yeah, like I mean, remember, right? Like back when I started Bitcoin Treasuries was just a meme and I added two companies. It was just two. And just the joke was like, look, this is a leaderboard for guys who run public trader companies, right? And then there was five and then there was 10. And then like, God knows how many there are now. Things are moving. Okay, so Bitcoin product, Community launched to drive uh, high impact, free and open source, and commercial projects with Bitcoin ecosystem. Bitcoin product. Yeah, this API. is pretty cool.
1: Um, there's, a, a, I think you you did a Bitcoin dot review about the Bitcoin design community. Yes. Yeah. So this is that, but for like PMs, right? Like okay. I think I, I think one of um, all the
0: people that don't ship anything.
1: Now they now can they, get together on the and now, talk about it together, right?
0: That's right. Now they can commiserate over the fact that nobody's listening to their ideas and shipping it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like uh, I, I'd say, I'd say, like a more generous interpretation might be, um, and so know, I
0: bet Steve Lee is in
1: there. I, I, I'm sure he is. You know, like I think in Bitcoin, we, uh, we have a lot of developers who are really, really good at like the low level, hardcore technical details. But where we have a gap sometimes is how do we productize those things and make like easy UX and and make sure that things have like product market fit and that there's actual customers and users. And um, so, so getting more product minded people to be able to um, constructively contribute, uh, I, I think is probably a
0: good thing. Yeah. It's such a like having an anarchic, meritocratic, open source sort of system makes it like nearly impossible the lives of designers and and project managers because <laughs> nobody lists, like devs don't want to listen to PMs because they never want to work on the shit that needs to be worked on for the user, right? Like they want to work on the on the catnip stuff. So that is uh it's good to have. I mean like we, we do need it. I'm sure that when people do listen to it, like good things come out of it.
1: So then we have two things on the list about zero sync. Uh, which is pretty cool. I don't know if you've been following that project at all.
0: I have not.
1: Yeah. So zero sync, um, what they're working on is, you know, when you do an initial block download for like you start up Bitcoin core, it downloads all the blocks, you know, from Genesis until now and constructs the UTXO set so that you, it, it, you know, validates everything after the assumed valid cutoff. And it um, builds up kind of a, a, a materialized view of the current state of the network. So the idea behind zero sync is instead of doing that and having to download the entire chain, it'd be really cool if you could just download a snapshot of the UTXO set and then download a zero knowledge proof that proves that everything that was in there followed consensus rules. So it, it's a okay. way, to, you know, the, the the dream is that you could just it's download. It's a much
0: better assume valid, what you're saying. It's a much better assume valid.
1: And um, <laughs> you know, like, it would be cool if you could, you know, have a mobile app that's a fully validating Bitcoin node, but you don't have to download 500 gigabytes of block data.
0: I mean, it can just have your UTXOs and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That that'll be uh, that'll be interesting, and also I mean, like when you think about like trying to process, say, Bitcoin is a thousand, five thousand mm-hmm. years old. Yep. You know, trying trying to go back in time and and rebuild that from Genesis, it's going to be tricky.
1: Yeah. So this zero project, like they're they they did kind of a formal release, and they're doing uh, a bunch of like POCs, and then they also partnered with Blockstream, and Blockstream is going to be broadcasting these zero-knowledge proofs over the Blockstream satellite
0: offering. Very cool. How, how big are the proofs? Uh, I don't – so they
1: don't have all of the proofs done. They're doing it in kind of phases, and there's like three phases for the proofs that they're generating, and I think they're on like the second phase. But I, I think it's going to be like a couple of megabytes. It's like – it's not oh, – so it's
0: still quite big. Well, I mean it's – No, it's, I mean, it's, I'm thinking for ham radio, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, 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 it's, it's too big for doing like the AM radio like bunker coin. Well, maybe not though because – if you, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think if, if you did like a snapshot and you said we're going to, yeah, there you go. If, if you did a snapshot and you said we're going to broadcast a proof for 24 hours of like a particular block height, like you might be able to do it that way. But yeah, yeah, that's a good question.
0: Yeah, no, I, I really want to resolve the bunker coin problems. Yeah. Who, who coined that term, by the way? Was it Casey? I, I don't know. I can't remember hearing... Way back, like I, you know, it sounds like one of those amazing pejorative terms that that like, we just own it. Yeah. Uh, like, cause the mountain man was a great one too, but I like bunker coin.
1: Yeah. Like you, you lunatics are going to live in a bunker and broadcast your blockchain over ham radio. And it's like, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Doing that every day. You know, like, I mean, like <laughs> I mean, I do live the bunker sometimes, but you know, like it is uh it is integral part of my life. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, if you use an Omni antenna, you don't even have to do that. Perfect. Okay, so Lightning News. Boy, we might have to skip some of these, but because there <laughs> are 50 of them. Uh, LN Room. Live: learn how to hack Core Lightning. Tutorial series, that sounds interesting. What are blinded paths and how do they work? Nice article. C, equal, Lightning Node is now up and running. We mentioned them. These guys are going to do high liquidity pro- providing services. The future of Lightning is now custodial. Sorry, it's non-custodial. <laughs> Igor Kazkorzakov, founder of uh, Blue Wallet. Bolt Card Wallet launched a new LN Hub based on Wallet. By the way, all these are linked from the show notes. Bitfinex Labs releases uh, some Lightning stuff. That could be, does, and also supports RGB assets. Okay, so uh, if Bitfinex is doing, there's 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 a bit of weight behind, which is kind of nice. This is a Shekwan Casino, Lightning Prism, GG Publish, Lightning Prism. What else? Uh, Lightning on Blockstream Green, first look. Collider wallet launched. Uh, by the way, you guys are welcome to like. If there is any story here that you guys have opinions about, please jump in.
1: Yeah, the light the Collider wallet thing is interesting because they're doing um, synthetic stable coins over Lightning. I think it's backed buy their order book like you so it's you,
0: like a tarot thing or no it's
3: more like a perpetual swap. Remember the old bit, bit yeah. is it bitmix perpetual swaps? It's more like that.
0: Yeah. Strike brings lightning fast money transfers from the US to Vietnam. Route blinding. Uh, that's that's interesting.
1: Yeah it got actually merged into the BIP or I'm sorry into the bolt which is uh exciting.
0: With a bolt seven six Five? No, that's the pull request Hang on. Uh, which bolt number is that?
1: It looks like it touched uh, bolts two, four and nine. Yeah.
0: All right. now some Nostr news. Ben Carmen, who clearly has nothing else to do aside from two companies, ran some analytics on zaps on Nostr. 95 percent 95 percent of users have their lightning address set to custodial wallets. Yes, that's me. Uh, 91% of all Zaps by volume have gone to custodial wallets. Yes. Makes sense. Uh, wallets of Satoshi is the clear winner, 50%. But here's the thing. Before Noster, the volume of Lightning was probably, what, like a fifth of what it is now?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It's crazy. The amount. So much bigger pie. Yes. So we're growing it. And as the pie grows... A lot of these people who are there will slowly move into better trade-off wallets for lightning, right? It's it's a first we get them and then we convert them. Yeah, and I mean
1: and like lightning addresses, I think the easy path for that really is custodial wallet, you know. Yeah. It, it'll get better over time, but
0: I mean both twelve could be an integral part of Nostr too, right? I mean like you could yeah. make a zap that works over that. You could have the invoice have that information and then boom, Absolutely. done, right? Yep. DIY Noster signing device launched by LNBits. I don't see any point yet until we have key delegation for that. Self-hosted blog bounty. Oh yeah, that was my bounty. (laughs) So there is uh, one, one bounty claim for a ghost replacement, ghost blog replacement using Noster. So you just fork the repo and boom, you have your own thing and you can just brand it your way. And then there was a second guy who made it as well. So, and I think there's a third now. So I think like there's three alternatives to ghost blog running on Noster. So it's serverless too, which is kind of cool, except for the UI. Uh, so the notes still live in the Noster ether, but the client is cool because you, you make this client be branded with say your company blog stuff. And it just pulls notes that are related to a pub key that you want.
1: Is this the first bounty that you've had
0: claimed? Oh no, I have like my bounties are getting claimed. That's awesome, and uh, Fiat Jeff's bounties too. Like people, there is turnover, and and there's going to be a lot more of this. There's there's a lot going on uh, in terms of like people trying to find ways of creating more bounties and funding more development on Noster. So uh, that that could get very interesting very fast. Okay, so second is a podcast RSS feed. Mirror replacement. The main goal is replace RSS for podcasts and eventually have podcasts that understand it. So like, you know, RSS feed is like, I have a lot of love for that standard, but it's fully centralized. Is like, you know, XML garbage. So like, I mean, Gloucester is like the perfect replacement for RSS. Like, <laughs> like perfect. So it would be really cool to have podcasts like releasing their RSS as that's Noster Notes, and also have a, a, a mirror bridge that does that too.
1: Yeah, I, I would love to see that in um, Fountain. That would be just, yes. because there's already such great lightning support. It would be killer to have.
0: That's right. Uh, decentralize all the things, finally, right? And then there was another project by Rock who works for Square. I think he works on Cash App. I think it's called Sim Simster, something like that. Is a platform for musicians, I think, to to, to release music on Noster with Lightning. Very cool. Privacy. We talked about Mulverd, to Twitter banning search while using some VPNs. Twitter is really doing a great job at uh, moving people to Noster. So thank you very much, Elon. Please continue. Keep it up. Yep, keep it up. Next, they should do Bcash instead of Doge. That would do a nice boost to that move. Right, A justice department investigation leads to takedown of of darknet cryptocurrency mixer Chip Mixer. Wow, Chip Mixer's been around forever. That's yes. incredible. I mean, they were in borrowed time since day one, right? I mean,
1: for sure. But I mean, like, I'm. It's. I don't it's know if it's worth how long they've been around, yes. or that they finally got taken down, right? Because like wh- they were so Lindy that I think I kind of assumed that they were going to be around forever. Because um, they've right. been around for so long, but it's it's interesting.
0: Right. Yep. Ronin Dojo uh, launches privacy phone. Not sure how I feel about that. Is there like a fork of graphene or some something like that?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's like a white-labeled, you know, graphene phone or something.
0: Don't like it. Funding. Brink.dev receives 100K donation from, from the Draper Foundation for developing funding efforts. Nice. I don't know Brink too much. Oh, yeah, I do know Brink. Brink is uh, Schmidt, who also runs OpTech, Bitcoin OpTech. get confused. There's, there's not enough things happening in Bitcoin, you know? It's totally easy to remember everything.
1: OpTech is a uh, chain code.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's Schmitty who sort of mans that most of the admin of it government and political presidents, annual economic report to Congress, attacks. Eh, I'm not interested. Fuck the government. Mining uh, Bitcoin's hash rate touched 400 a hash. It's hard to convey to people how much computation is that. Yeah. There is absolutely nothing on the planet. Like if you probably combine all the deep state computers together, plus Amazon, plus Google, plus all the shit, there is not. It doesn't come to this amount of computation. Mind you, this is all purposeful sha but still.
1: It's a lot of hash. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, 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 it's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy amount. Maybe if we have all the toasters in the world together, it would be equivalent use of power. Christmas lights, tumble dryers. Yeah, yes. For sure. Events. Uh, oh, Nostr Japan. I am rooting for the name Zapan to be the, the name for the Nostr conference. We've picked the next date. It's going to be early November in Japan. Nostrica, which was in Costa Rica. Uh, last month was was phenomenal, so I can't imagine this will be shy of. And there's going to be a accompanying uh, meetup in Hong Kong, so that you are going to be like virtually linked, so that we get a, a Hong Kong thing going, and it's kind of cool. And yeah, and people that can't go to Hong Kong. So
1: the the too. Costa Rica one that was like an unconference kind of format is is this?
0: No, the there same was thing there was a lot of it? like there was a stage, <laughs> there was a stream, there was like. You know, like I think it was more unconferencing conferencing name there was like it was fairly conferency okay, and a lot of like things going on at the same time, and you know in a river on the back of the property that we could go swim in between talks, which was kind of awesome yeah that was that was special the SatsX hackathon successfully united eleven innovative projects. The links are there, adoption mercado Libre enables Bitcoin trading in Chile trading in Chile. El Salvador launches Kubo educational program. They also have other stuff so like always sort of like makes me happy and then it makes me like sad at the same time. It's like they're doing a bunch of like bullshit, like restrictions with the Chivo wallet. And I mean, I like, get, you know, government be government, right?
1: <laughs> Just can't help themselves. yeah. For no. sure.
0: right. It, it is what it is, but it is cool. Uh, and a lot of Bitcoiners have, have moved there and they did sign a new law there that makes uh like bitcoin or any crypto revenue or something like that is fully uh, tax free.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if that drives more um, immigration cuz like uh, they they were doing like you could get i don't remember if it was residency or citizenship if you invested like 3 bitcoin into the country. Um, yep. and I I'm under the impression that that didn't cause like quite the wave of, you know, innovator immigration that they if wanted. If they took
0: fiat if they took fiat I bet bitcoiners would go. Like bitcoiners are not going to part with their bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think the permanent residency in Costa Rica is like 50k in a bank account kind of thing that gets stuck there, mm. something like that. So uh, there's a lot of competition in that, right? I think the main thing for El Salvador is time. They need another, say, another three, four election cycles where things remain the same. Uh, it's still just like one guy right you need another three four guys to come in do their bit and things remain in the same direction so that you know it doesn't just turn around right yeah for sure uh this is an article here by Gigi purple tax orange highlights how oh that's a nice name GG. Gigi is very good at the names how Nostra can benefit readers and writers by Gigi other bitstamp suspense service in Canada wow uh, I mean that, that was a long, long list.
1: I think we actually got through the list.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, as soon as like Matt leaves, we can actually concentrate and get things done, you know? It's amazing. And uh I guess I don't know how are you guys feeling about time? Do you guys want to answer these two questions from the audience? And then and then we uh call it a day. Sure, that sounds good. Is it possible to create your own multi sig vault on paper without using a wallet like Sparrow and Nunchuck? No. <laughs> no. Uh, you can create a multi-sig quorum and script using three cold cards air-gapped. Uh, we let you do that using microSD cards, so technically you can do that without touching a computer as a coordinator, which is kind of cool.
1: If you already have XPUBs, you, you can write a descriptor for a multi-sig, like using paper, but you're not going to be able to do anything useful with it. I think one of the places where people get tripped up is they see, you know, okay, I can roll dice to generate a seat or something. Can I have like a whole wallet offline at, or on paper, like with no electronics. And um like the, the, the biggest thing that's going to prevent you from doing that is that we don't have good ways of doing um EC math by hand. So like, you're never going to be able to do address derivation. So like you, you, you need computers at some point, And if you're, Uh, worried about things then you can use an air gap device
0: that's the solution it really is I mean it's digital money for a reason it kind of needs you know digital capacity yeah (laughs) okay will any combination of 2048 seed words generate a valid private key I tried recovering a wallet with the first seed word replicated 24 times to see if it was valid and perhaps had a history of transactions but it was unsuccessful Uh, I, you you should check some, wait, no, the, the 24th word is the checksum. So it's going to be a different word. Yeah. So, yeah. So no, it's not possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, any combination of 23 words and then compute the checksum, like that would work.
0: And also probably mind already in, uh, in people who just watches for poorly made, uh, seeds.
1: Bacon, 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 bacon. Yeah.
0: Or entering uh, ninety nine times zero as a dice entry it is proper entropy uh but you know it's a known uh it's a known source of it, so yeah, don't do that. respect the entropy okay i think I think that's it, guys. Is there any other any other projects or anything we didn't mention that you guys wanna bring up?
1: I don't think so. I think we got through everything I could think of.
0: That was that was long and prosper here. Listen, thank you so much for surviving. I think we did two hours and a half today. So next time I'm going to try to not cut some listings and maybe have the full thing. Because I feel like we fail if we can actually finish the list <laughs> before somebody quits. Yeah, I, I think we did a
1: pretty good job boringly reading the list. There were yes. a couple parts there that were interesting, but I'm, I'm hoping that it was nice and boring for people.
0: That is the goal. Yeah. Anybody who's not interested in the actual content just like leaves the podcast in the first five minutes. That's why we have the list on the beginning. That's right. It's to not retain the audience uh, or the incorrect audience. So listen, uh, thank you so much. Rindell, any final thoughts?
1: I don't think so. Um, you know, looking forward to the, the eCash one. That should be fun.
0: Yes. I am really looking forward to that. Uh, Nick pleasure having you for the first time yeah thanks for having me any final thoughts
3: no no thanks for having me I I, I hadn't really ever listened to this fully so it's, it's great you do you do what would probably take me six hours in, in two
0: so, so we can do it in two <laughs> Yeah,
3: that's good it's good you, you do all the hard work of uh, of scouring the internet to stay updated it's good
0: uh that that's a lot of that is Johnny Nick uh, where can people find you and find your project? Uh, and other things you're working on?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm, my name's uh, Gregory underscore Nico on Twitter, and I work for Commerce Block. So go there and you see our side projects outside of Mercury. We do other things. We do uh, mainstay, which is a. Uh, a cleaner way of doing ordinals, although we don't really, it's a its pay to contract. Uh, we can put a billion JPEGs in one transaction if anyone ever wanted to. But uh, hopefully one day people will see the light and realize you don't have to use up so much block space. But And that's been working since 2019. We we originally built it to anchor sidechains. Remember them? And uh, did, the sidechains didn't really work out, but we still use it. We use it to, to make sure our Mercury wallet doesn't misbehave. And we have a few people who play with it all the time. And yeah, we do lightning infrastructure Very as well, cool. but, um, do bits and bobs here and there. But, but yeah, thanks for having us. It's was, it was
0: fun to listen. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Rindell, I think people know where to find you. So
1: Yeah, uh, rot 13 maxi on Twitter or uh, in random PRs around GitHub.
0: Awesome, guys. With that, uh, we're putting this one to bed. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. For more resources, check the show notes. We put a lot of effort into them. And remember, we don't have a crystal ball, so let us know about your project. Visit bitcoin.review to find out how to get in touch.